0: welcome back to History, Zoology, and Stories for Kids. Let's get started! Today everyone, we are going to talk about, as you know, an Indonesian hero. This hero is again a woman her name is Marta Kristina Tiahahu in Indonesian Uh, I think some of you that are born in Indonesia might know this hero her story is a bit uh, similar to the movie Mulan let's hear it so the Dutch Used, used to attack Indonesia, and a lot of soldiers had to get ready back then. But there was one woman who felt left out, and that was Marta. But you can call her Christina. Christina really, really wanted to help the soldiers to, to fight against the Dutch. But her dad didn't allow her to, so instead she she wanted to become a medic to help people when they got hurt during the war and then her father finally let her to. So she worked and worked, but at the end Indonesia uh, lost and uh, Christina's father was killed during the war, but Christina was cap- and Christina was captured to Dutch to plant coffee plants and other crops. Well, her story might not have ended in a good ending, but it is still a nice story to hear. Well, now let's get on with Zoology. Do you do you know that there's one animal that he, that holds a sword, and it is attached to its body? You might think that it has a horn, or maybe it's just tusk. But no, it is its very, very, very long, pointy nose. That is the swordfish. The swordfish goes into tiny wars to get its food. It sways its sword around the fish, making it dizzy, or maybe it might even pierce it a bit and eat it up. That's amazing, don't you think? Well, now we are going to hear this story today. And it is the continuing of our last story, Ricky tikki Taffy. If you, if you haven't heard the first part of Ricky tikki Taffy, you can go back to the last podcast and hear it again. Well, let's get on to the story, everyone. everyone! Now, we'll listen to the continuing of Rikki-Tikki-Taffy. Here it is. Thanks, said the father. Teddy's safer with that little beast than he had a bloodhound to watch him. If a Snake came into the nursery now, but Teddy's mother wouldn't think of anything so awful. Early in the morning, Rikki-Tikki came to early breakfast in the veranda, riding on Teddy's shoulder. They gave him a banana and some boiled egg. And he sat down sat on all their laps, one after the other, because every well-brought-up mongoose always hopes, hopes to be a house mongoose someday and have rooms to run about it. Then, rikki tikki went out into the garden to see what was to be seen. It was a large garden, only half cultivated, cultivated, bushes as big as as summer houses of roses, lime and orange trees, clumps of bamboos and thickets of high grass. Rikki Tikki licked his lips. This is a splendid hunting ground, he said. His tail grew bottle-bushy at the top of it, and he scuttled up and down the garden, stepping here and there till he heard a very very sorrowful voices in a thorn bush. It was Darsey, the tailor bird, and his wife that made a beautiful nest by pulling two big leaves together and stitching them up at at the edges with fibers and had filled the hollow with cotton and downy fluff. The nest swayed and froze as it sat down the and remained quiet. What, what is the matter? asked Rikki Tiki. From the thick grass at the foot the bush, there came a low hiss, a horrid, cold sound that made Rikki Tiki jump back two clear feet, then inch inch by inch out of the grass rose up the head and spread foot of Nag, the big black cobra. He was five feet long from tongue to tail. When he had lifted one-third of himself clear of the ground, he stayed balancing to and fro exactly as a dandelion tuft balances in the wind. He looked at Rikki-Tikki with snake's eyes that never changed their expression. Whatever the snake may be thinking of, I am nag. Look and be afraid. He spread out his hood more than ever, and rikki saw the speckled mark on, on the back of him. He was afraid for him. But it was impossible for a mongoose to stay frightened for any length of time. And though Rikki Tiki had never met a live cobra before, he knew that it, that all grown mongooses' business in life was to fight and eat snakes. Nat knew that too, and at the bottom of his cold heart, he was afraid. Nat was thinking to himself, and washing and watching the least little movement in the grass behind Rikki Tiki. He knew that mongooses in the garden meant death, sooner or later, for him and his family. But he wanted to get Rikki-tikki off his car, and he dropped his head a little and put it on one, on one side. Behind you! Behind you! Look behind you! sang Nerzy. Rikki-tikki knew better than, than to waste time staring. He jumped up in the air as high as he could and just under him, whizzed by head of Nagaina, Nag's wife. She had crept up behind him as he was talking to make an end of him, and he heard her savage hiss. And as the stroke missed, he came, he came down almost across her back. And if he had been an old mongoose, he would have known that then was the time to break her back with one bite. But he was afraid of the terrible lashing returning stroke of the cobra. He, he bit indeed, but did not bite long enough, and he jumped clear out of the whisking tail, leaving Nagaina torn and angry. There's he! said Nag. Said Nag, lashing up as high as he could, reached the the nest in the thorn bush. But there's he but built it out of reach of snakes, and it only swayed to and fro. the Dicky felt his eyes growing red and hot. When a mongoose's eyes grow red, he is angry, and he sat back on his tail and hind legs, like a little kangaroo, and he looked all around him and chattered with rage. But Naginagina had disappeared into the grass, when a snake misses its stroke. It never says anything or gives any sign of what it needs to do next. Rikki-tikki did not care to follow them, for he did not feel sure that he could manage two snakes at once. So he trotted off to the gravel path near the house and sat down to think it was a serious matter for him. Rikki-Tikki knew he was a young mouse and it made him all the, all the more pleased to think that he had managed to escape a blow from behind. It gave him confidence to himself, and when Teddy came running down the path, Rikki-Tikki was ready to be petted. That night a dinner, Walking to and fro among the glasses, glasses and on the table, he could have stuffed himself three times over with nice things. But he remembered Nag and and thought it was very pleasant to be patted and patted by Teddy's mother, and to sit and to sit on Teddy's shoulder. His eyes would get red from time to time, and he would go off in to is long work right of rick tiki tiki tick, tick, tick. turk. Now for questions. Well that's it for listening to my old podcast everyone. But before we go we're going to listen to the mystery sound and our sneak peek for today. Let's listen carefully What do you think it is? Type it down in the comments below or you would like to sh- send us a video, a voice message. Here's the sneak peek. The sneak peek is it is history from or from other countries. Now this sneak peek isn't very specific and also we are even still deciding of what the next episode will be about. So, I hope we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.